You're listening to Swipe East, Swipe West, where we dive into the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley Davis. Hello, and welcome to Swipe East, Swipe West, the podcast focusing on the dating differences between the East and West Coast. I am your host, Ashley, and thanks for coming back this week. You can find us on Instagram at Swipey Swipe West. Starting to get better at remembering to say that. So thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, so last week we talked about social media and dating and how that affects dating on each coast and really focusing in on Instagram culture and I don't know if I should be excited about this, but I was excited that I got a listener to send something in. Well, we talked about LinkedIn and how that is actually a platform that, you know, sometimes people slide into LinkedIn in mail um, for better or for worse. And they actually saw a post on LinkedIn about how people were doing that and that they wanted it to stop <laughs> and still, you know, use the platform for professional reasons. So that was kind of crazy and, and wild that, you know, right after that episode was posted someone reached out about that but I guess I was more so you know less excited that you know that's being considered a negative thing happening but just that listeners are reaching out and you know that's that makes me feel good <laughs> that you know the content's resonating that people are engaging with it and that I'm starting to get people reaching out and sharing things because that's really what I've been looking for you know that's the goal of this is you know I know I'm sharing my experiences each week but I definitely want to hear from you guys and if you have anything to say any experiences, you know, that you'd be open to me talking about or posting, which I do actually have one this week that I'm going to share. Um, but before I dive into that, I don't really have too many life updates. I think, you know, I definitely had a packed weekend, which I think just is, you know, going back to another sign that with vaccinations rolling out, shock girl summer is coming around the corner. The Roaring Twenties are, are definitely starting to become in full swing. I had a super fun, super packed weekend. Um, definitely feeling a little tired now, but it was, it was definitely worth it. And I had a great time, celebrated a birthday, was seeing some friends I hadn't seen in a while. And it was, it was great time. Um, nothing really on the guy front right now. All of them seem to be leaving the state um, or the country, the ones that I like at least. So I would, you know, PSA, if they could just stop doing that, that would that would be nice. Um, but I guess I can't control their, their destiny. Um, so there's that. Anyways, I did have one listener reach out and share a dating story that she said she was okay with me sharing. This was also posted on my Instagram story, and I did a poll on if you guys thought this was on an East Coast date or a West Coast date. The majority thought it was a West Coast date, and this actually occurred on the East Coast in Philadelphia. <laughs> so interesting there. Um, but basically, she met some guy on Hinge, and he seemed pretty normal in the conversation. She thought she would give it a shot, so another dating update. Said it went absolutely terrible. Um, she met up with him. They went for drinks. He was super boring, and he was super inquisitive as well about like all these very detailed things about her life and she found out that he was asking her these detailed questions because he googled her before the date and I know that I've talked before like I google people but where the difference between me and this guy is I don't tell them at the end that I google them <laughs> which this guy apparently uh, told her that he googled her 
And um, on top of that, he made it a little bit obvious by citing lines of an interview that she had from two years ago. And she also, you know, on Hinge, sometimes you can give your last name. She didn't have her last name. So he literally like looked her name up and where she worked and made that clear to her that he did that. Again, I know I said I'd do it, but I don't make that obvious. So that was a little creepy on his end. And she got stuck on this date. Because, you know, she, you know, they're both drinking, but she, I think, kind of knew it wasn't going anywhere. So she had like, you know, her drink or maybe two. And he continued to drink and order drinks on this date, even after she had stopped ordering drinks. He just kept ordering more. And not only was he ordering more when she had stopped drinking, but he drank them super slow. So she was stuck there for like over three hours on this date that she didn't want to be on because this guy just like couldn't take a hint that she was over it and was drinking these drinks like super slow then the icing on the cake is the the check comes and as you know etiquette for all dates go she offers to split the check you know assuming that you know for better or worse i know this topic's debated but normally on the first date the guy will pick up the check or if it's, you know, like a long date, like maybe by the end, like the girl will pay for something or you're, you know, that's a topic for another day. But normally the guy would pay for the check in a heterosexual relationship. And the waiter comes and the waiter comes and this listener takes her card out. And the guy, um, the waiter asks the guy how he wants to uh, deal with the bill. And he tells him to split it down the middle, which not only is bad etiquette for a first date, but aside from that, he drank more than her and ordered more drinks in general so it was just all around like it's different when you're doing that and splitting it in a group or with friends but not not for a date so it was just not great then she went to leave was trying to order an uber it kept canceling he was like hanging around and i asked the listener you know did he try to reach out to you after and i guess he had messaged her back on like the hinge app asking if it was cold out or something and she didn't see it till she got home and he like messaged her again and was like it is cold to answer my own question it was like super salty and she's like I hadn't even gotten home yet like kind of clinger stalkery behavior so didn't go well a little bit like west coasty behavior but I, I think a west coast guy actually would they would never make a girl pay for the date at least in in my experience like I don't even think I've been on a first date where a guy would make me pay they've actually like been mad I've offered to pay but anyways that's a good segue into today's topic which is stage five clingers again sorry to this girl slash listener that had to go through that I, I feel for you um, but today we're talking about clingers and their behavior so if you're meeting someone or dating someone that you know could be a clinger however you're defining it so it's either the wedding crashers definition where they're super crazy. They're hitting you up all the time. You know, there's other definitions of it that doesn't have to be that. If they're like maybe stalkerish behavior, if they're a clinger in a different type of way where maybe they're not hitting it up, hitting you up all the time, and then they kind of explode because they have these very strong feelings and in a different manifesting it a little bit differently. So that's something we're going to talk about with our guests today, as well as, you know, are there different types of clingers? Do they differ, differ on the East Coast? And we're also going to share our own perspective as um, straight females on when we're clingers and kind of what triggers us because I've, I've definitely 
been a clinger and I've had that behavior. So, you know, I'm not going to not going to shy away from that. So that's our topic this week. And this week I have my good friend Sam with me. So how are you doing, Sam? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining. So Sam and I know each other actually from Philadelphia, but then both ended up in Long Beach. But we weren't really friends in Philly. We worked together, but we had more of like a workship relationship as as Sam describes it. Sort of. Yeah, we we didn't even really work together. We just sat near each other and chatted sometimes. And I would hear all your fun travel, vacation stories and festivals, as I like to make fun of you, going to all these festivals. So I think you were only 22 at the time and I was 26, which just seems like a generation apart. But now that we're older and very mature together, um, we're kind of on the same plane. <laughs> I know. I always, I, if you, I was hoping you would do that impression of me because I was going to ask you to if you didn't. I was, Sam recently, we're now roller skating buddies. Yes. And Sam, re- Sam recently gave her impression of me as I'm going to Firefly this weekend. And I probably fell over on all fours, like on the ground. <laughs> Yeah, it was you going to Firefly and having drama with friends and coordination and so fun, but it's gonna be so fun. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so that was kind of the extent of our relationship. And I think we actually talked about maybe doing Burning Man together, you, me and Michelle, we were like, we should do that one year in Philly. In Philly, yeah, we definitely were like, we should all go to Burning. I feel like we did. And uh, obviously that didn't happen. But I always thought you were so cute and so sweet. And then I would see you out, you know, Center City, Philadelphia is a very small town. Um, So I would see you out and about on the street at bars. And I feel like we always would catch up and be happy to see each other. That's true. I don't remember the Burning Man, though. But I mean, I'm down for it now, as we've discussed, especially living out here. But yeah, I would always like randomly run into Sam on the street because we were also both friends with Michelle, who we also worked with. Mm-hmm. But then Sam was living out in Long Beach. Um, and then when I was moving out here, I harassed her through Instagram DM about LA and where I should live and ultimately I ended up here. And now we're the bestest of friends. We're in our roller skate crew. But yeah, so we both, we have for this episode about stage five clingers um, a perspective on on both things, both cities, I guess, for for that. But so Sam is currently married, so she's been living currently out in the West married, Coast. Just currently. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, Arthur. <laughs> but um, so she, she's married now. Since she's moved, uh, she's been taken, but definitely has a good perspective um, from the Philadelphia and the East Coast and has heard some of my stories since moving here as well. So I guess to kick it off, what are your thoughts on clingers? What was your experience before you got, you know, serious with Arthur back in Philly or even in New York with Mm -hmm. guys when they would be clingers? Did you really have that type of experience there? What do you think? You know, I did very often. So before I was married, definitely dated quite a bit throughout Philly. But nothing, nothing extremely serious in terms of clingers that I can remember. I can tell you that there is something about the East Coast where maybe it's a little bit more old school and like they want to, men want to 
punch you. And that is a bit of a turnoff for me. So when there would be someone that would text me pretty often, when I didn't really know them or have any connection to them, where I actually you know, gave a fuck about them, um, I would just stop answering. And that seemed to just be fuel for the fire. So I think it's a psychological game with some guys. Can, can you talk to me more about the hunter, hunter mentality? And what, what do you mean by that? So very traditionally, I would say, like traditional roles is the men seeks out the woman, like kind of this old school courtship. Which, hey, I'm still waiting for that to happen in my life. And maybe I should have, you know, responded to some of these guys. But I mean, that's just kind of the impression I would get from people that I didn't end up getting serious with, if that makes sense. Like, they would meet you out. They would, I, you had to give your number because giving Instagram, like, wasn't a thing back then. Right. We might add Instagram, but that was not really introduced to me until I moved out here, frankly, as a kind of exchange of contact information. So yeah, you would meet a guy, you might give him your real number, and then he would text you. And depending on the interest level, and for me, like if I didn't really know you or have a connection, I personally just didn't pay those guys much attention. But that seemed to be the types of clingers that I got. Because if you're ignoring them, there must be some type of stab in the ego. So then they must think like, oh, I just have to try harder. Or maybe they're just so psychologically distraught by the fact that someone that they don't know doesn't want to talk to them that they have to keep pursuing. And that's just a turn off for me personally. Gotcha. So basically your experience has been when a guy has been pursuing you and you are like, eh, I'm not really super interested and cut it off with them or potentially even ghost them. That's really what would trigger them starting to be more of a clinger, reaching out all the time, maybe acting a little bit needy from like an East Coast perspective. For sure. And I mean, it happens with guys that I dated a little bit more like seriously, but usually it would be once I started to lose interest, just to say it wasn't progressing or I met someone else. They, it's like something just clicks and they're suddenly all about you and they can't get enough of you and they just hit you up, hit you up, hit you up. And it's, it's very stage five. Was there ever a stage 10? <laughs> just kidding. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Just Not yet. Yet. No, kidding. So I think that makes a lot of sense. And I feel like I definitely had some similar experiences like that too, that I can talk about. But my follow-up question for you is, would you say that was an experience with just like most guys that you would encounter, like say in Philly, or was there like a specific type of guy? Like say, like for example, was it like with a preppier type of guy or a guy that maybe came off like to your point that he had an ego or was it just kind of like any guy really that with any type of personality across the spectrum? That's a really good question. I'm trying to think back. A lot of the things that pop to the top of my memory are kind of these like Atlantic City, well-dressed, you know, thinking they're slick dudes. They would be the most stage five without reason. Usually like a good, like I have different types in my mind for sure. Like there's kind of those guys that might've grew up in Philly, but they're not, they don't have like that Philly character. They're just a little bit more trying to get to the top. Uh, they hang out in Atlantic cities. They hang out at all the, you know, two clubs that the city has getting bottle service and they're great. I mean, nothing against them, but I feel like they seem to have kind of an ego where you see a pretty girl 
She's not necessarily interested in you. She might give you her number. Maybe she's interested in the moment, whatever it is. And then they reach out. And and if you're not getting or giving them the response that they expect, that's just so not okay with them. And psychologically, they just have to keep pinging away. Sorry, I'm not, I didn't mean to snap just there. Actually, <laughs> to not bang things or like clap and started snapping. The snapping. Okay. This, yes, the snapping was needed for, you know, the extra effect of the story. I'll, oh, good. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, no, I think that makes, that makes sense. And I've definitely experienced um, in Philly again, that was with some type of guys. I have one memory explicitly, ironically, this happened when I was down the Jersey Shore. And just for anyone that is not familiar with the Jersey Shore, that maybe isn't from the Philadelphia area, it is not like the TV show. It is not filled with, I'm going to stereotype, it's not filled with Guidos. That that show on MTV was a lot of people from Long Island that they brought in for that show. It, it like the Jersey Shore is a lot of people from like Center City, Philadelphia. Like Sam's nodding her head, agreeing with me. In my opinion, each beach is different, and we have a whole episode that's going to get into this. But it's a lot of like you know like more prep preppy people. Um, it's definitely again like different on the area, so so it varies. And again, we'll talk about that. But it's it's not what you would think in the show. But ironically, we were down the shore, and it it was a guy that I had been talking to like throughout the summer, and he'd actually blown me off like quite a few times and I woke up one morning to like a Snapchat message at like 4 a.m. that like made no sense like probably because it was a Snapchat message I was receiving at 4 a.m. and I opened it and didn't reply because I was like I don't understand why I'm receiving this message when I was blown off by this guy I don't reply I don't reply I'm like posting on my Instagram story he follows me obviously can see it I'm still not answering then I start getting like text message I don't reply. Then the messages start getting nasty because I was out the night before and had like run into his friends, one of which I gave my phone number to. Cause like, why wouldn't I? Like, I don't know you anything. Like you've been blowing me off all summer. The messages then continue. And I think I, I don't remember exactly what was said. I think at one point I was like, you don't need to be such an asshole. And he just completely lost it and was like, well, you were the one ignoring me all day. And that's like, for me, when it clicked, like kind of what you were saying, like me ignoring him the whole day was definitely what triggered it, which was funny because I'm like, you were blowing me off all summer. So why does it matter if like this girl that you're clearly not interested in isn't talking to you all day and but it definitely was an ego thing and that's kind of what triggered the clinginess at least in this scenario but he he's also like kind of the type that you were describing as well so that's kind of funny that that's what triggered it in this scenario it's just the human the human behavior human mind like it goes the other way too i mean i've definitely felt rejected before and maybe maybe i tried to pursue someone a little bit extra because they weren't into me so it's not just men. It's not just one type of man. But I can definitely think of a few other examples of maybe that non-slicker guy that became a stage five clinger. But I feel like off the bat, those are the types for me, at least. More down guys still do it too, though, for sure. <laughs> I was just going to say, so I definitely want to share the, our, my perspective and hear your perspective from, you know, like a as a woman, uh, heterosexual woman, there's definitely been times I've been clingy, I'm not gonna lie. But I've also from what you were saying have had not necessarily them been like guys been clingy, but almost have had like a negative reaction after they've been like following up 
a lot, if that makes sense. Like I thinking of one scenario, I met this guy in New Hope, Pennsylvania, which is um, like almost an hour and a half, two hours outside of Philly, but he lived in Philly area. He like played in a band. He clearly was looking for a relationship, which I was not. He kept texting me, asking me out. And I kept saying, no, I'm not interested. And then fine. Like I was being very polite about it. Finally, like it just got to the point where I was like, I'm not interested. Like, I don't want to go out with you. And he like flipped out with at me and told me how I was like such a miserable person. He didn't want to go out with me anyway, which made no sense because he had been texting me for two months. But anyways, I don't know if that's necessarily clingy other than like he just kept like following up with me before. At that point, the text from his stuff from him stopped but then I started getting texts like right after that from these random numbers like harassing me and telling me how ugly and fat that I am oh my god which I like assume were his friends and it was just like psycho behavior like all stemming from like a rejection which like I feel like is like yeah right isn't that crazy and he's definitely not all to your point like he's not was he's was more of like um like a rugged like musician like chill type so definitely not like the buttoned up Atlantic City like I'm going clubbing type of guy completely different type of situation is like a different type of clinger in a way but I feel like it's kind of again like stemming back to like rejection hurt ego and again it's definitely not everyone like I've turned down guys and they've been cool but i've also had situations like this where it's just like some of them just like insecurity like cannot handle it it was like totally insane as scary as that story is i've heard many similar stories i've had something similar happen to me in high school about this yeah yeah um it it was over aim as well oh my god yeah i had aim i heard you say r.i.p aim Loved AIM, so many cool away messages back then. And clearly it worked because I had, you know, lots of guys hitting me up on AIM all the time. Just kidding. No, there was this guy who was a bit older than me and he had a crush on me and he was very open about it. He was a football player. Um, I just wasn't interested, but it was always very nice to him. And eventually over AIM, I just laid it out. I said, I'm not interested in you in that way. And he flipped his shit. He told me that I was ugly. No, he didn't really like me anyway. And that everyone makes fun of me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, even that I was like, oh, sure, dude. Okay, whatever you say. Thank you for all the insults. So you just, yeah, it's craziness. It's craziness, but not really. It's very common. I know. And it's like, and even though if they might stop hitting you up, I, I, to me, I still, and maybe like a stage five clinger isn't the right word, but like to me, like they still kind of fit that build because up until that point, they're clingy, like they're still hitting you up and then they're having that some that reaction. I don't know like how else to define them as. I don't know if you have a term, but like to me, they still fit into that category. Just in, they're just like not the stereotypical type that we were originally describing. Yeah, I agree. And then from the West Coast angle, I know again, like you're taken and you've been taken since you've moved here. But I've also had experiences that I think are pretty similar to what happened in Philly. I know you're aware of 
my experiences. So I'm interested to hear if you've heard any from any of your other friends. But I think again, like in line with the Philly guys, like it's definitely stemming from if I stop responding to them, if they, you know, get a little aggressive, and I need to like take a step back. But have you heard uh, before I share my stories again, um, have you heard anything like similar or different from any anyone else about like a stage five clinger mm-hmm. that is different or the same? Since I'm so old no i most of my friends are in relationships either married or engaged um i could imagine though that while it's probably similar in a lot of ways just the archetypical los angeles human being is a little more i don't know i I don't want to say egotistical i don't know if that's the right word but very concerned with their image and how they might be perceived, you know, like the perception yep. of rejected. You will have to to sh- share with me because I need to know what the differences are. I think it is pretty similar. I think it is definitely more in line with, I, I'm calling it the Atlantic City type. I got like that you described it that way. <laughs> the Atlantic City type where they're kind of like freaking out, like hitting you up all the time. But I've also encountered, again, I don't know if stage five clinger is the right word. And I'm like trying to think of how to describe it, but it's almost like an introverted clinger. Um, where I've seen guys that, again, it's like where they have this like strong reaction if you don't like them, but they kind of keep it into themselves where they're not like necessarily hitting me up all the time. But once they realize like I'm not interested or maybe they're drinking and their feelings come out, it like kind of like explodes. So to put it in context, I like met this guy once at a house party in the Hollywood Hills, very typical and pre-COVID when I first moved here actually and I just met him like I was talking to other people like I was just mingling and he kept coming up to me like anytime other guys were talking to me and was like I want to show you around I want to show you around I'm like I'm like talking to other people like I'm like busy like stop like I was nicer than that, but like kind of stop trying to like pull me away when I'm just like trying to have a good time at this party. And I guess that like upset him, um, which I found out later. And he like texted me one time to like go to this club and I was busy that night. So I didn't go. I randomly ran into him in another state at a festival. And long story short, he got really drunk. Well, I just have to say, of course, Uh Of course, my favorite thing to do. (laughs) I'm I'm dying during this pandemic, no music festivals. (laughs) I know I already have tickets for one as soon as everything calms down. But um, of course, but anyways, I ran into him. And he like, is, you know, was drinking and just starts like telling like, telling me all this stuff about how he like really liked me and like wanted to date me. He was so upset that I like blew him off that night. I hadn't met him. Like, this was the second time I ran into this guy. He's, like, almost, like, borderline yelling at me, like, slamming his phone on the ground, like, over that I, like, don't want to date him. Like, it was, like, like, I don't want to get into details. Um, Like I said in in my previous episodes, like, my goal isn't to, like, air dirty laundry or anything. But I was just kind of, like, what the hell? Like, this is, like, like, I didn't realize because he wasn't, like, you know, that stereotypical, like, let me just hit you, clinger where I'm getting hit up, like, constantly, like, all the time. And I'm, like, rolling my eyes annoyed. But it was, like, almost, like, being internalized. And then it kind of, like, blew up that this is, like, how this guy was feeling. So it was, like, 
that's why I said like an introverted clinger. And I was just like, it was just weird that, and I don't know if this, if it's an LA thing, because guys, um, again, like from an earlier episode, I feel like it's more of a, and definitely let me know if you agree with this. I feel like it's more of a relationship city. So when they, and it's harder to meet people like in general. So if you meet someone you like, it's kind of maybe your feelings are a little bit made into something bigger. If this was just a one-off with this guy in particular, but I was just like, what the hell is happening? We need to get a therapist on that show. Like this, <laughs> this is here. These people need help. Um, yeah, that's that's really something. You know, I I think it's interesting how you've been describing LA as a relationship city. I wouldn't know when I moved here. I was told LA isn't a place you move when you're married. Meaning, it's a place you go and meet people and have trysts and all of that. But to that point, I do have one single friend. Well, I have a couple single friends. You're being one of them. Good friends. One of my other friends, she is always texting me about these guys that she'll meet out that just are constantly texting her, just taking her on or wanting to take her on dates, but she actually will follow through with them. Like I think I wouldn't. I would just based off of what she shares, um, but she'll end up living with them for like three weeks at a time and then tired of them and then move on to the next guy. And they always seem like they are pretty well off. So, you know, she'll send pictures of their place and it's really gorgeous and they're just, they have help helping out. So I don't know if she's necessarily the type to even try to attract that type of guy because she's not that type of person who cares. But it just seems like that's the types of guys she attracts. Kind of like an AC City Slicker type, maybe on the <laughs> LA side. But she actually will go go on dates with these guys and then, yeah, do the whole relationship thing and then be like, yeah, I'm, I'm moving on. I'm going to go travel to Turkey or something. And then she'll meet another guy. I just think that's really wild because in Philly, I cannot picture that happening. Like meeting one a guy once and then they were like, come move in with me, which like that's clingery to me. But I guess if you follow through, you might get to stay in a really nice house for weeks. That's so funny you say that because one of my guy friends from here actually was telling me some something similar to that, that he has a bunch of like female friends that he knows from here that do that do like the same thing that they'll like meet these guys if they like each other, it'll go escalate like really quick. And they'll be like hanging out like every single day, like it'll be basically like kind of maybe not as to the same extreme as what you just said, but they'll be basically in a mini relationship, if not with with basically with no label. And then all of a sudden it just like fizzles out. And then they're like in a new relationship in quotes with someone else. And it's just like very extreme. And maybe that's why I'm like, just so turned off from it. um, Because I'm coming from the East Coast in Philly, where it's more of like, let's take our time and go on some dates. And then like in three months, we can like consider a label if that's still labels are still a thing. But I just like couldn't I'm the I think the same as you like that just like if someone's way in my face like that, that seems like very agree, like very clingery. And it freaks me out. That's why that guy freaked me out so much. I was like, what do you mean you want to date me? Like I just met you once like it just total turn off. So hungry, so intensely <laughs> very high. Maybe it's because LA is also a it's a major big city and this isn't to stereotype it, but there's a lot of artists and transplants that do come here to pursue their art. So maybe okay, now I'm stereotyping. I was about to say that artists are emotional and lead with their heart, but that's not always true. 
So I don't know if you want to cut that out. I don't care. But maybe that's what it is. Like people are sort of, I think you had said in your other episode, people kind of let their freak flag fly here. So maybe they just wear their heart on their sleeve because they did the big move. They want to get something out of it. And one of those things would maybe be a relationship. So they don't have to commute all over the damn place. Could I mean, that very well could be it. I always kind of felt like, I just feel like it's kind of lonely here. Like, I feel like, I mean, obviously we were just in a pandemic on top of it, but I just always felt like even before that, it was, it's just an isolating city with the distance and having to drive. And like, I feel like maybe after being here again, I, I haven't been here like terribly long. So maybe this will change in like two or three years. That's why I'm going to keep doing episodes with my life updates, but, um, maybe like after a while you just get lonely and once you meet someone you like like you just cling on to them especially if they're in your area that was always kind of my take just from an outsider perspective moving here just because i don't know like even in new york like that's a big city but like there's always people around like you yeah. can easily walk into bars that are bustling like you can find bars like with lines but also without lines you know like you're walking down the street like i'm always honestly overwhelmed there sometimes because of how many people there are. Whereas here, yeah, like in some areas, it's like that. But in a lot of areas, like, it's definitely not. And you're in your car most of the day. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. Beautifully poetic. Sorry to cut yeah. you off. Like, no, it's okay. A lonely city. It is a lonely city. Very true. Yeah, like I feel like just recently, I mean, um, I mentioned this too, but I met someone and he was saying like, it takes a few years to really adjust here. And then once you find like the right people, it can be a, a great city. And I feel like even being here more than a year and a half now, which is crazy. I feel like I'm finally starting to like get my bearings and I'm finding, you know, like the type of people that I want to surround myself self with. And even through that, like I'm able to, now that I'm fully vaccinated, um, meet, yeah, woo-hoo. Um, like meet more people again in the LA way. Like I know we talked about like through roller skating, like Sam and I were getting drinks the other day and a girl was skating by us. And that was how we were able to talk to her. And it's still not to me the same as in Philly where I can just start talking to someone for whatever reason. But because I now have found like these niches, it's becoming easier. I don't know if that's the same for like a relationship, which I think is what makes it so hard. And I don't know. That's why I feel like maybe people just if they meet someone they like and they're like, oh, I can have a conversation and you're not a psychopath. Like they just cling on to them. I don't know. Maybe I could be very wrong. Someone might flame me for saying these things, but that's just my perspective from what I've seen so far since I've moved here. I really would love to hear someone's perspective on really all of the episodes you've done because. I think inadvertently it's coming off very pro Philadelphia, which I know is not your intention at all, but I'm just, yeah, I think it would be really interesting to hear what their perspective is just being maybe someone that's never even been to Philadelphia. Like how have they, have they ever made friends outside of the group that they grew up with? Is it common for people to make friends outside of the group that they're comfortable with? Because it doesn't really, it seems like people that are from here, they have roots. It's kind of the same as being from Philly. Um, but in Philadelphia, it's just, you can move there and you can make friends so easily. And I would argue the same thing in New York. I think your previous guest might have had a different experience. I can completely understand that. But, you know, my husband is from New York. I spent a lot of time there and we've made so many friends just going out to bars, going to parties and just connecting with someone. 
And, you know, those people, some of them ended up at our wedding, which is nuts. So I just don't know if LA has that same type of opportunity. I know it's funny. And I'm, I've, I've been like waiting for, to get like a mean DM, honestly, and have that person come on as a rebuttal, because I have had someone on the show, like even in my first episode that was born and raised in LA. And even she was more pro pro Philly than <laughs> LA. And like, this is where she's from. So I, yeah, no, I, yeah. And that's not my intention at all. So, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Anyways, bringing it a little back a little bit to the clingers. So stemming from that, all of that, I do have a story of someone from he out here and his clinginess so again like i know we talked i talked about like an introverted clinger i do have an experience with stereotypical clinger that i know you know about but yeah. this was again kind of a crazy one like i don't know like i know that there's again clingers in everywhere and in both cities but this one was just so aggressive that it just like wasn't it just was so insane um, like I had matched with this guy on an app, I have never met him, like to this day, have not met him. And he wanted to hang out and he kept like messaging me and texting me. And like, honestly, I thought he was going to just stop because one night he asked me for a photo when I did not pick up, he was asking for a sexy photo and I had been drinking red wine <laughs> and sent him a terrible <laughs> red wine selfie with red wine teeth. And it just... It was so it was so bad. Yeah, Sam and her husband were both like, "What the hell? <laughs> Why did you do that?" Yep. So you gotta yeah. have reserves. Yeah, apparently the photo reserves are a thing. Having sexy photos on reserve, but I I will not do that. So, anyways, um, he kept texting me. We exchanged phone numbers first before the Instagram. Rare for LA, and then he asked for my Instagram as well, and um started of course dming me instead of texting me as one does and he kept wanting to like meet up and then i was trying to turn it into like more of a date thing than like a hookup thing because like i just don't know you like I, you're from an app like you could be a catfish you could be a weirdo i know i've said this before i just like it's just a thing that i have personally so mm -hmm. i whatever i did my best we were like trying to make plans and he just started getting like creepy a little bit and just saying like weird things. So I just eventually like stopped responding to him because he like wouldn't make a plan and then kept putting it on me, even though he asked me to hang out, whatever. It was just long story short, annoying. So I stopped responding. So he kept following up and like harassing me and was and was like, oh, wow, you're not going to respond. Like you're leaving me on scene, like all this stuff. So then I just like stopped opening his messages so that he wouldn't see that I had seen it um, on his DM. So he kept messaging, kept messaging, and I just left it like that and was like purposely posting in my feed and stories so he would see that I was ignoring him until he unfollowed me. Then I read the message and he was like, wow, you're going to not read it, whatever. And then after that, he stopped, he started texting me and goes, wow, you're so mature, like whatever. I don't answer. After he unfollows me, he then goes back to my Instagram and keeps DMing me after he was, I was unfollowed and like harassing me about like how shitty I am and like all this <laughs> terrible stuff. And I was like, are you crazy? Like, you, like, I know yeah. that you unfollowed me. Like, <laughs> and then he just like kept doing it for a while. And like, event he eventually stopped. But I was like, I haven't, like, it was kind of the same what you're saying before. Like, I haven't even met this guy. And he was just like going crazy. Like, definitely an ego thing. But Ugh, that was like nothing I'd ever really heard before. Not that I hear a lot of 
stage five clinger stories to begin with, but that was just like on another level. Every single day it was something new and it just got worse and worse. Yeah. It lasted for days. This was like days, like over a week. Could you imagine if you actually did meet up with him and then decided you didn't like him? No, I'd be traumatized. Yeah. (laughs) This is why I say I hate dating apps. I've said that before and I will say it again. This is why I hate dating apps. Others don't have the same opinion as me, but I seem to, for whatever reason, attract these kinds of people. I I remember the very few months of my life that I was on dating apps, probably in 2013, 2014. And the messages were very creepy. Like some of them stick with me. I can even remember some of the profile pictures of the people because they freaked me out so much. You can be whoever, it's, it's, it's like the internet, man. You can be whoever you want and say whatever you want. Yeah, one guy I remember, um, I was living in Fairmount and we were chatting and it was starting off normal and he looked handsome enough in his picture. I was also bored. I, I did a lot of bored swiping, which I think is a common thing that a lot of people do still. And yeah, we were just chatting and he eventually was trying to get me to come over because he lived right around the art museum, um, essentially Fairmount Park. Um, and it was really late at night and I, for some reason, didn't shut him down right away. I think I was just entertained by it. And I was like, oh, not tonight, not tonight. And he got really aggressive with me. He was like, you should come over right now. And it was like Tuesday at 1 a.m. Like it was not a weekend night. I was not out drinking. And I had to block him. I remember his face too. Like it was just, I don't know, just creepiness. People are just stupid. I don't think they're trying to, people are just so dumb. I'm dumb, we're dumb. Like everyone's stupid, but it just depends on the moment. Sometimes you're just more stupid than normal. Yeah. and. Speaking of that, too, from what we were saying earlier, I also can be a clinger. I can definitely be clingy. I've had my clinger moments. Mm-hmm. I will admit that. I haven't heard any of your clinger, like the other way stories. So I'm very excited for this. I mean, I don't think I have any like major call out stories that I can think of. I'm sure some guys might be telling their friends things about me that I just don't even realize. But I mean, there's just definitely been times where if I I, like similar things, like I'll get like upset or like rejected or, you know, maybe I'm like send one too many texts. I think the worst is when I've been drinking and I'll like send like a late night message or a few that maybe I shouldn't have. Oh, no, wait, I just thought of one. Oh, no, this one's bad. Um, (laughs) I actually like, yeah, most of mine are fueled by alcohol. And one time I met this guy in New York, and at an event, and he um, had roots in Philly, because he went to Penn. He was coming to Philly and texted me that he was going to be in town. That same day, I was getting acupuncture, and you're not supposed to drink when you get acupuncture, which I did not realize because like when you get acupuncture. <laughs> oh no, you, you know, it's coming. Uh, when you get acupuncture, it's just like, I don't know. It's just like moving everything in your body. And it, I, it just, you're just like, it's getting you on balance. And I had also been out drinking the night before. So I was hungover and dehydrated. So it was just like the perfect storm. So I went out with my friends and I had like three drinks total which like for me is really not that much. That's like, I don't know, my my pregame maybe sometimes. And I was just like on another level. I was just so out of it. And this guy had like texted me. He like wanted to meet up. So he met up with me and my friends. Where were we? We were in Old City at this bar, Latage. We were at Latage, which is this... (laughs) 
which is like this like interesting it's like a crepery slash like dance bar we were there he like he and his friends came and then they hung out with us for a bit and then he was like leaving to meet up with his other friends at this like staple in philly mcgillan's which we talked about before so he left and i like in my state forgot he left and when i tell you i called him 25 times (laughs) and i'm not exaggerating the number oh my god (laughs) 25 times I don't know why I'm repeating that because I was poor. <laughs> I had yeah, text. I <laughs> oh my it God. was like it was it was no, it was so bad. And like, I was with my friends the next day for brunch, and I was like, "Do I try to apologize?" Like, I like tried like fixing the situation. It, no, it was too much damage had been done because I didn't know him. Like, I had met him once in New York, and then we were meeting up, and it was just it was the ac- the acupuncture. Just uh, yeah, it was the acupuncture. <laughs> Forget about it. Did he (laughs) respond to you eventually? No, no. But he was also like, how I was like, I don't know, like, (laughs) this is also bad. I was like 26 and he was like 22. So he was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) How was our age difference when we met? Yeah, Yeah. different worlds. Yeah, that's uh, probably still talks about that. One time, this older girl, yeah, that was um, this old was, lady called my phone twenty five times. That was probably like the lowest point in my life. Like to this day, I've never ever done that again. Like I've never called someone more than once, like out because I'm like so scarred from that situation. That's yeah. my worst clinger moment. That was definitely a clinger moment. Um, I don't even know what fueled that other than like, oh, where did he go? Even though he told me and I knew. So <laughs> had acupuncture, you were drinking and you were probably horny. It's okay. I mean 25 times was like 23 times too much. But it's okay. As long as you've never seen him since and he doesn't yeah. remember or your face you're good that's pretty hysterical I used to so there were a couple times when I was clingy but they were based on when I was either getting broken up with mostly when I was getting broken up with after like a semi-long relationship and one of my ex-boyfriends I was really salty about the breakup because I didn't see it coming and I wasn't planning he was kind of a rebound anyway so the fact that he was rejecting me just pissed me off and and hurt me. So I used to text him and then say, oops, I meant to text so-and-so. And And he was kind of a clinger as well. Like he clung on to my friend group. So he became my boyfriend, had like one friend in my group that he kind of knew peripherally. And then once we dated for a while, he became friends with them. So it wasn't like he just disappeared. He was still around and I knew that like some of them would see him. So it was hard. So yeah, I would do creepy stuff like that. Like, hey, that's so funny. That's so hysterical. And then be like, oops, that was not for you. Like how how pathetic is that? Yeah, I still get the chills when I think about that. (laughs) Now everyone's listening about it. (laughs) Secrets. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, at least we've we've grown up from that life. Yeah. <laughs> a little. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. But I mean, aside from that, like, I feel like, yeah, I've really only gotten clingy if someone's like 
upset me and like again like it's really been like if I've been drinking then I'm like all right I'll send the message but aside from that I feel like I'm pretty good Uh, (laughs) there's probably some guy laughing about this the statement (laughs) I feel like for the most part like I'm pretty good about it like I just I don't want to come off as clingy so I normally like will internalize or I'll like complain to my friends Mm -hmm. but I feel like I don't know like my some of my friends in my ghosting episode said guys egos are more fragile so maybe they're just they can't keep they can't control themselves I don't know maybe some other girls are, are not like me but who knows uh, yeah, you know, I think that kind of we kind of opened the podcast with me talking about these traditional roles and like courting and how men back in the day would quote unquote hunt the female in hetero situations. And yeah, you know, I think this next generation, as annoying as they are, I'm just kidding. Like, I think there's a lot of turning all of this stuff on its head. So maybe the people younger than us that are dating, it'll be a little bit more shared clinger, clinger-ish, clingerness, um, going both ways. <laughs> Instead of you yeah. know, the men having the egos and the women feeding them or not feeding them. Clingerness for everyone. We need Gen Z on the podcast stat. We do. We do. We make fun of Gen Z all the time. That's kind of a um, inside joke between us, but we don't actually mean it. I think that they're amazing. And I, I think that they will change the world. I just have to say that politically. Um, no, I, I do mean that. And I would love to actually hear what it is to date as a Gen Zer, especially those that have lost a lot of like their kind of dating time from the pandemic. You know, imagine this being the hottest year of your life. Imagine if you were 22 right now and you did not get to go out because of COVID. How upset would you be? It probably would feel like it's the end of the world for me. Yeah. So much wasted potential. Especially since uh, I'm like exhausted after going out for like one night these days. <laughs> oh gosh, I know. So yeah, we should find a Gen Zer and we need to interview them. I just need to get my subscriber base up from five people and then maybe someone will <laughs> want to come on. Yeah, they don't mess with any millennials, especially with a low subscriber. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not cool <laughs> enough. Um, um, obviously yeah well before we close out soon my only final commentary i want to make is i feel like also me as a person regarding the clinginess since i've moved here i feel like i've become even less clingy than i was before um like i mean in philly i didn't think i was as clingy obviously i just told that story that i can't believe i'm gonna publish um that was pretty embarrassing but i think even here so like I respond to people and care even less just because like I don't know like I just think because they're sometimes like the guys are so aggressive like from what we were talking about before like and maybe like what your friend was going through like maybe that's like part of just like the culture like they're just like so sporadic and kind of like these like intense flings and like that's just you know the culture here and I maybe picking up on that I'm even more standoffish so like and therefore even less of a clinger and less engaged with guys. Like I, I just have like no interest in really dating. Like I'm not that I'm would say no to like dates of someone that I'm interested in asked me, but I feel like in Philly, it was more something I was maybe like more open to or looking for like before I was planning on moving obviously, but even here, it's just like not even on my radar. It's like not a priority for me. Like when I go out, it's just like not even something I'm like, thinking about like really looking for guys like I'm kind of like okay cool like maybe if someone's attractive and even if I see one of them I like have no energy to like 
even make a move. And maybe that's because I'm getting older too. And I was like in my 20s in Philly, but I definitely in myself, again, pandemic also, I know there's outside factors, but even before all of that, like I've noticed like definitely a shift since moving here of just like, there's just so many factors and like the culture and like distance and everything. I just like, I have no energy for it. I'm like so more, much more standoffish and like less clingy in myself is what You're I've noticed. You're jaded. No, I think <laughs> maybe once everyone's vaccinated and the Roaring Twenties part two begins, maybe you'll feel yes. different. I, I know. I mean, that's true. I was saying like, I'm interested to see if there is a cultural shift in general here. Like, it's kind of interesting that I moved here. Um, I know you were moved here a little bit longer than me, but I'm interested to see if, like, since I lived here, like, a little before the pandemic and after, like, are people going to go out more? Are they going to be more open to, like, traveling distances and, like, meeting people because, like, we've been cooped up for, like, a little over a year now? Like, is there going to be a change? Like, even, you know, the other weekend I was out and met more people than I think I had in, like, one cram time period than I had in like pre-pandemic in like weeks so and I don't know if it's just maybe I'm meeting the right people now because like I was saying I found some you know more of my crowd or if it's like all right people are ready to come out and they just like don't care as much anymore so interested to see yeah I'm very interested as well I'm interested to hear about it from you (laughs) oh yeah through the podcast (laughs) Podcast. one of my five subscribers (laughs) And through our, you know, day-to-day chat so I can get the dirty, dirty details. Yes. The real dirty ones. Yes, the things that I won't share on here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Any any final parting thoughts before we go? We all have the potential to be stage five clingers and we need to check ourselves and we need to be on the um, I don't know, on the lookout for friends, potential relationship, for people that have that quality. Cause I, I feel like it's a sign of aggression and ego, and that True. can turn into something very not funny. So it's very true. What a dark way to end. Um, <laughs> well, no, it's okay. I'll, I'm going to do my quick recap is I think that there's clingers in males and females, men and women in heterosexual relationships on each coast. There's some, maybe some slight differences in LA versus Philly. Um, but overall it's relatively the same and it really, you know, you know, not everyone can be a clinger. I think it also can depend on the situation, depends on the type of guy on how they manifest it and how it's really defined, but definitely been some interesting circumstances, but a lot of it is rooted in ego and rejection and how you're feeling. And sometimes in my case, alcohol, which can be really fun, but the devil. So that's my ending this week. Thank you all for listening. See you next week. Oh, sorry. Did I ruin the ending? No. (laughs) This is why why we need Gen Z. Thank you and good night. Bye-bye. I'd like to thank everyone that's helped make this podcast possible, specifically Kayla McNulty that helped create the podcast, Laura Williamson, Ray Zaragoza, The Kid Inside, Ellie Bernstein, Maggie DeBaradine, and Lindsay Weiner that all helped contribute in some sort of way. You can find us on Instagram at swipeswipewest. Send us a DM with any questions, comments, suggestions. Thank you all again for listening. Have a great rest of your week.